Hello and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Tal and this is the original thinking and creative innovation podcast. Hello everyone, you well? You good? I hope so. I hope you're feeling fired up and all them good creative things today. Big question. Got a big question coming up today but we will talk about that shortly. The weather is alternative routes. So very mystic. It's like them books and them films where something happens and then the whole plot's built around, ooh, what if I'd gone down the other path? <laughs> it's more magic than that, but you know what I mean. It's pretty cool. Um, I hope you're all good. Anyway, I hope you've been enjoying the summer. don't know about anyone else, but it's a, a furiously busy period for me, socially and work-wise, and uh, I've been burning out somewhat on and off. I'm going through a weird phase of some days feeling like I'm on top of the world, like really creatively fired up. I mean, some of the stuff I'm producing in the studio feels exciting, it feels new, it feels like I'm taking things forward. And then I get other days, I get these dirty little Tuesday mornings or Monday afternoons where I'm staring at my sofa in the studio thinking, should I ever lie down? Should I ever nap? Can I do that? I know, I mean, I know I'm self-employed, but am I taking the piss a little bit? Anyway, I'm sure a few of you can relate to those feelings, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good this morning. I hope you are too. Um, Like I said, big question coming up today. Um, We're going to be talking about do you need university in 2017? It's not so cut and dry. We'll get onto the nitty gritty shortly, but I'm going to be talking to the lovely Hilary and Steph from the SHIFT program at DNAD, which is Design and Art Direction. For those that don't know, fantastic organisation who are a charity and they reward and support the, the best new creative work in the sort of design and advertising arena. So they're, they're an awesome set of people developing all the time some really exciting initiatives, um, which is why I'm covering SHIFT today. So we'll get onto that shortly in a little while. I wanted to get some thoughts. I need some opinions, guys. Um, SoundCloud. Whoa. Has anyone seen the news? I got a tweet from a guy saying he just discovered the podcast and could he listen to the show anywhere else seeing that SoundCloud is on the verge of going belly up and I was like shit is that right and I thought it was I thought it might be in like some kind of spam bot initially uh trying to tease me onto another platform so I looked into it and it's very true they're in dire straits financially and if it goes kaput then down goes all the content on there which is kind of heartbreaking because there's so much cool independent music on there loads of awesome like hip-hop, DJ mixes, stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. It's not Spotify, which I think is part of the problem. Um, They don't have the broad span of everything and everyone on there, which attracts people to Spotify. So it's a thorny situation, but I'm a little worried because the podcast's on there and I've got about 500 followers, just short, like coming up on 500 people following the show on there. Um, And I know all you guys love to go there and check out the show and everything and, and... from there, it's seeded through iTunes, so anyone who's got any suggestions about other podcasting platforms or what's going to happen or you know any little insider tips, then I'd be very grateful. Drop me an email, hello at bentallon.com, or hit me up on the Twitter at Arrest All Mimics. Uh, anyway, yeah, serious stuff this week. Um, we'll get onto the topic shortly, but very quickly, my wonderful sponsors who keep this show free every week for you guys, Illustration Limited. Founding sponsor, illustration agency representing a broad panorama of artists and visual communicators on there. We've got lettering specialists, fashion illustrators, people who work doing huge murals uh, on the side of buildings. We had Andy Council on the show uh, not too long back, does these fantastic murals all over the country. Um, did the famous Bristol Dinosaur, which is one of his most popular prints, one of his big sellers. Uh, he's an awesome guy, he's got some great stories about working outdoors in public on murals. Go back and check that out, it's a good one. 
Um, and yeah, they represent about over 200 different artists, all different arenas, They're animation, moving image. They're great at moving forward and staying on trend and sort of not so much on trend, but just ahead of the game, you know, with technology and all that kind of stuff. And it was those guys that helped me get the show off the ground uh, just to back up my case in point. So thanks to those guys, illustrationweb.com. Hearts Internet, provide us with a digital tip every episode. Something that I hope is useful for you guys. It's certainly useful for me. Um, those guys work with SEO. They work with URLs, uh, hosting websites, social media advice. They're, they're a great company and they work right across the board. You should check out them on social channels. They've got loads of tips and advice out there. So go and check them out. And I wanted to mention this week, uh, I did a talk Quite short notice on the fly down at the DNAD Academy last week. Just from being down there and doing the judging that I mentioned on the previous episodes, I got talking uh, to Jess, one of the ladies down there who was part of running the Academy, and she asked myself and Gordon Reed, former guest Middle Boop, if we'd like to come down and do a talk, which we did. And it was great because you had a really broad network of, of students there all sat there, notebooks, you know, phones out, really quite fired up and attentive. And these guys had come back off the back of uh, winning an award at the DNAD New Blood Awards. So it's a pretty talented bunch, so I felt quite intimidated. I don't know how Gordon felt, but we got down there and we had seven minutes each to do a presentation um, on storytelling. So it was exciting, um, but without beating around the bush, some of those guys were encouraged by Jess, the teacher, to be a part of the conversation. She said they weren't getting on the back of it enough, using like the DNA, the New Blood hashtag and the Academy and being a part of that conversation because that's how you pick up those relevant people, followers, information. You can join a conversation that's organically happening and it's not about forcing those followers or that attention for your work. But afterwards, Gordon and I got chatting to a lot of the students. They were showing portfolios. It was awesome. We swapped Instagram, Twitter feeds. We traded business cards. Um... And I think that's one of the great things about digital. When you make it authentic and you put face to names and relevant kind of topics, it's at its most powerful and most effective. So bear that in mind. And that is courtesy of heartsinternet.co.uk. Check them out. They'll help you get up Google and all that good stuff. Printed.com, my sponsor uh, for the show, my personal printer, my podcast printer, wonderful guys, ran a, a lovely little competition last week to design these heart-shaped stickers. The winner would get £1,000 to put towards the charity of their choice and help them judging that as well. This is, this is a new thing, being all very judgmental at the minute. But they're a great bunch of people and they really do care for the creative industries and they've supported the show wonderfully, so I cannot thank them enough. And most importantly of all, they're, uh, they're an effing great printer. <laughs> good customer service, good stuff, loads of customization over 90 different products, Mac gloss, uh, foiling options, uh, concertinas, goes on and on. Go and check them out. They're brilliant. Printed.com. So, shift. Whew. Right, big topic. Let's break it down. Um, shift is an initiative launched by DNAD, Design and Art Direction, um, as... Not an alternative to university, but this was set up to basically provide an opportunity for hand-picked people who hadn't got a degree, who hadn't come from that university background. Some of them dropped out, some of them never been. And they wanted to set up a night school that was kind of an intensive creativity course. It wasn't focused upon one discipline. We're not talking about advertising. We're not talking about design. We're talking about copywriters, illustrators, designers, people who've got some raw creative energy and ability, who put themselves forward and DNAD believed in. And they would work with a small number of people on shift um, 
to see what they could do with that, see if they could mould it, see if they could get these people industry ready and, and actually get them into paid internships and hopefully jobs off the back of that. So I think it's a great and very topical, very relevant initiative. Um, so I'm going to talk to Hillary and Steph, who run the programme. And they're doing an awesome job, by the way. I got me, I got, I met them at New Blood and got talking. And as soon as Hillary told me about Shift, I said, "Look, I have to come down, and we have to have that conversation on Arrest or Mimic because I think it's fantastic. It's necessary." Um, so let's look into this a little bit. Okay, we're talking about a v- very much a pilot initiative. This is not an alternative to university at this point. This is something they're trialing, working very hard to to get an understanding of what it is and what it can do for people and how it's um, responded to in in the business, in industry, and in advertising agencies and design companies um because there are a lot of issues at play here right okay so you're talking i'm talking as someone who went to university from 2003 to 2006 i did a year in 2002 at bradford college on a graphic media communications degree before switching to uclan the university of central lancashire in preston to study illustration which thanks to good input and attentive tutors i was pushed that way because i wanted to draw everything and i had a good drawing hand and i didn't know what to do with it quite frankly i knew i was passionate i knew what i liked and i knew where i wanted to take it to a degree but i needed the input of good tutors to push me down that road but that was then and this is now so 2006 was a very different landscape my brother came to university in 2007 and he just missed out on famously um the tuition fees spike in 2010 okay so when the coalition came in with the lib dems and the tories for a little bit of political history the tuition fees were bumped up to like nine grand a year long story short if that had been me and my brother we probably wouldn't be able to come to university because our parents were a low-income family and some of the support was removed at that point we got bursaries we got support bursaries we both worked part-time we supported ourselves and personally i think it's pretty fucking criminal what's going on at the minute with the tuition fees um I love university. I became great friends with my tutors. I found them real mentors. I found them wonderful. I found them passionate. They really wanted to make us industry ready for great good. But there was a great deal of independence that came with that. So you had to shape your own projects. You had to show initiative. You had you were expected to teach yourself the practical skills, right? That's what college was about. That's what sixth form should surely have been about, about learning. And you should have been doing that all your life. So my degree was very much about conceptual thinking and and learning to think creatively and hone those creative skills. So I met my tutors in the middle and I got a great response from them and we worked together like adults and it felt fantastic, which brings up one of the issues, right? So foundations, BTECs, they're very endangered species and I think think personally it's wrong. What you're finding now is that you're getting 18-year-olds coming fresh out of school and going straight to university and they're still in that sort of curriculum school mentality where everything is kind of put on a plate you have to be in a lesson at a certain time you're taught a certain curriculum you're given homework it has to be in at a certain time this is not independence this is not what art college gives you um personally i went and did a b-tech in graphic design at keithley college my local art department we were in a massive old warehouse like craggy old building you constantly clicks and pops from like the tired structure of the building but i loved it big blank white walls giving your own workspace didn't have to wear a uniform could go out for a cigarette if you were a smoker you could go out for a coffee in my case and as a non-smoker standing outside in the corridors you didn't have to ask to go for a piss um So much of that is important and so little of that you get from the school system. So I think there's a void there for starters. 
Then you add in the 9K fees a year and you've got students who feel like customers. So they expect a lot more than what they actually need to be given to flourish and to be given that creative space. On top of that, you've got moral conundrums. I talked to a whole number of lecturers who are pissed off because they are under pressure to, believe this or not, drop the interview process on entry to university because the university to survive has to fill those places with these fat tuition fees and it's an ugly system where they're placed in a moral conundrum how can those tutors do that they believe in the creative process they believe that these people have to be you know some people have to be turned away at the door if it's not for them if they don't think they're right for that degree they have to make a moral decision to sort of say no and be cruel to be kind because some of those people have to be turned away so that they can go and find what's right for them I didn't make it on the graphic design degree with good reason and my tutors were bold enough to tell me to go and seek another place elsewhere when I showed the initiative to do that and I found my calling in illustration so I thank them greatly that I didn't wank £12,000 at the wall um, and I just it breaks my heart to think that's happening to some students. There's massive bureaucracy causing a load of bullshit, a load of issues, you've got these hugely creative turned on tutors who want to work with their students and want to be creative but they can't because they've got to fill out forms they've got to go through protocol they've got to get things signed off going through nine thousand people to do it and it's it's horrible and it's really wrecking the university system so that all feels very negative right and it is quite negative and then the reason I feel passionately about that is the university experience, for me and anyone that I know, was a crucial time to grow up, to get independent. We'd started to do it at Foundation and on BTEX, still under our parents' roof, right? Suddenly you go and live on your own, you're independent, you're dealing with your own finances, uh, you're dealing with your own course, you're... you're finding your way in a new city or a new town nine times out of ten and it's exciting and it's important and for me personally as a human and as a person without that experience there's no way that I would have had what I needed to get a freelance career off the ground and go and hire a studio make those first inroads into the industry so I think it's kind of heartbreaking that the university system is in this state but like a lot of issues right we've got fucking shit government who um forgive my French I'm a little bit angry um have ruin stuff to the point where politicians and MPs within their own government are calling for the tuition fees to be reconsidered because it's causing catastrophic damage. So what's happening is we're starting to see little upshoots of alternative options. So people are going on intensive courses at some of the universities, some of the colleges, online learning. Um, you've got things coming up like Creative Review are doing a master your creativity course which is coming up soon I'm going to be featuring that on a separate episode which is more of an industry type deal but DNA D's shift really jumped out at me as something fantastic because it's for people who haven't got that degree who've got the skills, who've shown initiative who've gone through a, a much more organic and vocational a way of showcasing that that initiative, right? So they've been picked up from street level, so to speak. These are guys who haven't, you know, they haven't come out with a shiny portfolio. They haven't come out with a certificate and the motorboard and smiling parents. These are kind of the offcuts of society, right? These are the people who need looking after, and I'm a big believer in that. So I'm going to go down to DNAD um, in Shoreditch, and I'm going to talk 
to Hillary and Steph about what shift is and what they hope it can be. So I'm looking for feedback from you guys. So please hit us up on the Twitter at Arrest All Mimics. Um, I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your opinions on this. Drop me an email, hello at bentallen.com. I got a great response from people who didn't particularly love their university experience but have gone down other roads and found that very, very relevant and useful. So I want to hear from you guys. Hit us up, like I say, on the Twitter at Arrest All Mimics. Email hello at bentallen.com. Get us feedback on this show and what Hillary and Steph have got to say about Shift. And let's see it grow. Let's see some competition. I think the industry is crying out for some strong competition to the university system because competition makes you respond in kind. And maybe then they've got to drop a bit of the bureaucratic bullshit and some of the fees to get people through the door because education has to be for all. And if it's not provided by university, then I hope to God that things like DNAD are going to step in because we all need to understand the need to keep the flow of creative talent into the industry. And that's not going to happen if university is belly up, right? So there you go. Rant over. That's a big one. It's a big question. Do we need university? Cheers to the sponsors. Printed.com, heartinternet.co.uk and illustrationweb.com. Cheers, guys, for checking in. Uh, As ever, it's important that you guys come and listen, and I hope you enjoy today's show. A little thanks to the Association of Illustrators, consistent supporters of the show. We might even have a live Arrest Omimix coming up soon with those guys, so watch this space. Uh, Enjoy the conversation. You find me down at DNAD's HQ right before they did filming for the shift uh, alumni from last year. Looking forward to your thoughts on this one, guys. Nice one. So, uh, Shift is DNAD's, um, I guess, kind of our talent program where we look to find creative misfits, is how I quite like to describe them. So, um, kind of going back a step, we uh, at DNAD operate as a charity and we do that through the DNAD Foundation, which is the bit of the organisation that I work for. Um, And as well as our kind of core New Blood programmes, which traditionally serve graduates and kind of uh, students at uni, we also have a charitable remit to make sure that there's diverse talent coming into the industry. And I think, I mean, I'm aware of how much people hear this, you know, we need more diversity in the industry. Mm. Everyone's talking about it at the minute. And I think last year we felt like there was so much talk and not wild amounts of action and we wanted to kind of build a, a really sustainable programme. Um, diversity, obviously, that covers so many different things mm. and you can't do everything in, with one shot, I guess. So we wanted to look at specifically um, the challenges of uh, university fees, um, which are, as everyone knows, crazily high and probably the biggest challenge to young people yeah. I'd say at the minute mm-hmm. um, so we kind of brought back an old format that we used to run which was this idea of a night school um, but this time round we um, have called it New Blood Shift which kind of came from shifting industry perceptions but also from the idea of kind of putting in a night shift mm. um, clever, see what we did there Bruce would be proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so this uh, so shift is a night school program, but specifically targeted at those who don't have and aren't currently enrolled in a BA level qualification. Mm. Um, there's so many, not just young creatives. There's so many creative people doing so many amazing things who either haven't had the opportunity to go to university, haven't had the luxury of it, or aren't aware that this industry even exists to have studied it. Um, So SHIFT is a really hands-on course that's looking to identify that talent. Uh, We're not just taking anyone on this course, they have to be creatively excellent. Um, And the idea is that we kind of hone their creative crafts so that they can be applied to the 
design and advertising industry. Mm. I find it really interesting because I mean, you had a number of things there, but you said about creatively excellent. There's that thing where, just from experience, many will now know where you get to college or whatever that level is, coming out of school, yeah. you know so many creative people at that point doing things that they don't even consciously think about because we're not really given that. You know, you look at all the core subjects in it. You're not taught to look at things and assess them as a career. But it's a hobby. It's yeah. still a, today, in 2017, seen as a hobby. So you arrive wherever, a university, and I didn't have a clue. Like, even coming out of university, I was still pretty foggy about where I was going to go in the industry, how I could apply what I loved doing and what I liked to think I was good at in the industry. Therefore, then people who've not had the opportunity to go to uni, as you hit on there, yeah. are probably quite, like you said, maybe not even considered this might be a career. No, and I think we're still missing. So, you know, that's the hardest bit of the shift programme is finding these people mm. because you know, will be the first to admit that DNAD has got an incredible kind of reputation and an amazing kind of brand awareness within the industry. But as soon as you step outside it, no one really knows who we are unless your college tutor tells you about DNAD. That's that tends to be people's first kind of yeah. you know first point of contact with DNAD is when they're at university and they're entering our student awards. Mm-hmm. Before that no one knows who we are. Yeah. So for us to kind of reach out and try and identify these young people we've we had you know we so we launched the course last year ran it for the first time in london and worked with 17 amazing young people um and we were so lucky to find them but i'm sure you know there are still hundreds of young people who are doing amazing stuff that we're not yeah. reaching mm. so that's i think our biggest challenge over the next couple of years is how we yeah. how we find these these great minds yeah <laughs> i mean so what what are the kind of practical steps of doing that i mean i mean you mentioned them we're reaching out so college and things do you have any of your people not had any academic backgrounds um so in the cohort we had last year um i think the kind of i guess earliest school leavers was probably after the post gcse Hmm. um and then we had people coming right through to those uh, there was one girl on the program who had started at cambridge university got a place at cambridge she was the first person in her uni in her family to go to uni got a place at cambridge and dropped out because it was all too, you know, the experience and the other people there were kind of too yeah. foreign for her. So it's a real range of, of education levels that we're working with. We haven't had anyone so far that, you know, has no qualifications mm. whatsoever, but that's not to say that they wouldn't be welcome on the course. All we ask for is that they're kind of, you know, have a, a really interesting way of thinking. Yeah. Um, and we purposely don't ask for grades or qualifications or mm. anything on the application form. I think it's brilliant because there's so much raw energy out there and the very nature of creativity is that it's very hard to package yeah. and, and make it tangible to, as we know, to parents, to yeah. um, maybe old, slightly old-fashioned teachers yeah. at, at, at a sort of yeah. secondary school level. And I've talked to so many people on this show, people like Adrian Shaughnessy, uh-huh. um, who were quite self-taught. Mm. You know, yeah. they, 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 a lot of people surprise me. They're, they're sort of industry that, legends. It's and actually something that I've noticed when we've been doing the programme. The more people we talk to who are senior levels within the industry now that come forward and say, this would have been perfect yeah. for me. But they're also the first to admit, you know, like John Hegarty is the first to admit that he wouldn't 
if he was starting out today, he wouldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, so many of the greats that we spoke to, they started yeah. in post rooms or they, you know, they worked their way up and that just doesn't, you, you can't get your foot in the door mm. if you don't have, it tends to be that, and I know it's because it's the easy thing to do and I, and I completely get it, everyone who recruits is incredibly busy, so they tend to go and to the, you know, they speak to the tutors of the uni they went to. So if you went to Lincoln, you tend to hire from Lincoln. If you studied at LCC, you tend to recruit from there, yeah. which just means that the pool is becoming narrower yeah. and narrower, yeah. um, which goes against everything that the industry is saying we need to change. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's these kinds of programmes which help a little bit to create diversity. Hopefully a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but there's obviously a much yeah. wider issue to address mm-hmm. there as well. And I think, you know, I, I hope that programmes like Shift and there are some other really exciting initiatives happening as well that yeah. we work quite closely with, um, that in, you know, five, ten years' time, that's when we'll start to see real change because then we'll yeah. have these new creatives who are then starting to be in positions where they can influence recruitment. Yes. And that's when it will all turn the tables. Yeah. So we're playing, we're playing a slow game. <laughs> of course, and you have to work for these things yeah. to bed in of and course, follow yeah. and, and I mean, to the to the point of Adrian, for example, and one of my real mentors who was the art editor of When Saturday Comes, my uh-huh. first client, football magazine. I interviewed him for like a two-part special of the magazine's 30th anniversary. And it's really funny, he described his situation as like he'd gone to university and he was there so little that he practically became a ghost. <laughs> they didn't even know he was on the course when, when he went to quit. And he said it was a real alarm call wake-up. And practically, long story short, he kind of just washed up at their office because he knew someone there. And they let him just start cutting bits out and help him with the design. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. though, as you mentioned, that world has kind of gone. Yeah, it it There's not that kind of rock up and be a part of things anymore. Yeah, and I think so much of it as well is, I think some agencies would still be open to those opportunities, but something we've seen with the people coming through the shift programme is just a a painful lack of confidence at the beginning of the course because they have they feel they have no confidence in their skills they have no confidence in their kind of education no confidence in the career they want to go into because they see themselves kind of you know it's a bit of a losing battle I guess yeah Yeah. there's just no education out there for the opportunities that could be presented to these people Mm. And the support when they get into that situation, I think that's something else which is really unique about Shift. Mm. It's the support that they're given as they go yeah. through the program. Yeah. Um, so we're not just putting them on a weekly night school, teach them, having people come in and teach them. We're actually offering them mentorship and the opportunity to, I guess, decide what path they want yeah. to take as they go along. Yeah. Um, I really liked one of the girls, Beth, who was on the course last year. She wrote in her little kind of write up at the end, she was like, When we zigged, shift zagged. Because <laughs> <laughs> she kind of she decided yeah. halfway, she completely changed the direction she wanted to go yeah. in, and we like, you know, kind of. Went. What we don't want to do, and I think this is also one of the biggest challenges with the shift, is we don't want to kind of get all these really interesting, innovative, innovative kind of raw minds of creative thinkers and Push turn them into a, like a yeah. cookie cutter mould of yeah. what's coming out of universities. Yes. We need to ensure that they're retaining that spark and that, mm-hmm. and that's kind of when we're shortlisting, that's when we were doing it for New York recently and Steph was doing that as well when we were watching the, the application. Yeah. The, the thing that we kind of think is like, but it might be technically good, but does it make me feel like... Is it exciting? Yeah. Like, do you yeah. want to meet who did that? Yeah. yeah. Which I think is, is what we see in all the shift, yeah. you know, successful applications. And actually what we don't see a huge amount of now in a lot of graduate portfolios because 
everyone's following a very similar path Mm. and therefore having very similar outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they're not as brave as they could be, but the people who come through Shift have no preconceptions of what they should be producing, and they can submit anything to Shift when they apply, so it could be photography, it could be their YouTube blogging account, Mm. it could be copywriting, it could be playwriting, we've had some amazing stuff that's come through which has been longer form screenwriting, screenwriting. Um, but it's something in that which makes us think this person is just another level. Yeah. And do you, are you getting a sense from that stuff, from the aware that you mentioned there, that it's essentially not being coached out of them by yeah. academia? there's something really raw about it. Do you get kind of, you know, there's some things really make you sit up and go, that, that's great, and, and they probably don't know it yet, because yeah. they're just oh doing my God, it yeah. they all, it. None of them know it. That's the beauty of it. Like, the thing, the concepts they come up with, like, some of the stuff that yeah. they produce, that they submit for... You know, just an image, and then the, the story behind it. You're thinking, and I think most wow, of them, that's amazing. Yeah. But then you you speak to them in person, like, yeah, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think a lot of them when yeah. they're shift, it's the first time they've shown anyone their work. Yeah. You know, like because they're just creating it for themselves mm. and not putting it out there. So yeah. often they, do, no one else has ever seen it, yeah. which is really exciting. I think yeah. Yeah. we had the guy in New York who, um, so we launched in New York this year as well, which is really exciting. Wow. But yeah. we had a guy. Uh, who applied there and he, he said this thing, he, he'd never shown his work to anyone, ever, mm. ever before. He, he did like, he did history at high school, he was really interested in history and he just started like creating all this imagery kind of based on all the stories in history that he loved, mm. just because he, just because he thought he would and he'd never shown anyone and he just kind of thought he'd apply for shift on the off chance and he did these like mad kind of collages of like Cuban yeah, and stuff. it was bonkers but you know but that's so I think it's a real privilege for us as well isn't it to like see that stuff that no one's seen before it's, yeah. yeah it's cool what's what the sort of because what sort of mechanics we're talking because we are talking about a really broad range of disciplines mm-hmm. here which uh, of course again this being something different to yeah. universities shouldn't be that it shouldn't yeah. be one thing so my outside view of very sort of quick assessment of this is that it's more around the mechanics and the creativity and responding to what you're doing would that be anywhere near the point yeah so we the way that we kind of um well the way that I like to think about it when I'm building the program is that everyone who applies for shift whether they know it or not has their craft so that might be design that might be you know writing that might just be kind of you know creative thinking whatever it is they kind of they because they're already doing something they're coming with a craft so it's not our job on the course to perfect that so we don't do technical teaching it's instead how they can use that craft and apply it to briefs and Mm. respond to commercial problems and um and kind of you know think about audience so it's it's very much an ideas focused course yeah um, which i know can sound a bit bullshitty but <laughs> no, it's, but it's, okay. it's how to turn that skill that they have mm-hmm. into a something that's you know that it's they can make money from, career. Yeah, yeah yeah that can get them employed yeah well yeah you mentioned tangible there i was mm. thinking earlier that there's something quite apprenticeship about this in the best that's from coming from that I think that's a you know I want I mean that as a compliment because I think there is very little vocational yeah. um, opportunities out there where like you said the, the, often the, the energy is there and the creativity is invariably always within because I, I believe that every human is creative yeah it's just understanding how it comes out of you and how you yeah. form it yeah. and that's very difficult as we all know to, to hit upon so hopefully this 
sort of tools people up to be able to find that in themselves. Yeah, it's interesting. We'd love to be able to use the word apprenticeship, but because in this country that yeah. is a you know an official qualification, oh God, of course, we can't. Yeah. But you know, for example, in America, it's not, and you can you know an apprenticeship means what it used to mean. You know, back, mm. back in the shipbuilding days here, like you know, someone just coming on board to yeah. learn a vocation, like learn a, a skill. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, without getting into it, because I don't really understand the internet myself, but, you know, with the apprenticeship levy, it's an interesting time to be kind of offering vocational mm. training from some of the larger agencies who fall into that remit of the levy. We've had some interesting conversations about whether they could use their, you know, levy fund with us. So, you know, I think that's something that we definitely want to look at in future iterations of the programme. Yeah. And what's, what sort of numbers are we talking for each programme? Small. Um, yeah. Purely so we can... When they zag. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so in London we had 17 young people, in New York we've got 14. Mm. So we look to have between um, 15 and 20 on the programme. Yeah. And is there a hope to roll that out? Is there a, is, is the, long, the long vision that if this continues to be successful that you can expand? We've, we're having conversations about doing it in a few places next year. It depends on a couple of things. I think from my perspective, I want to make sure that the program is is as good as it can be, and yeah. you know, kind of tried and tested before yeah. we get overexcited and do it everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's great doing it in two places. It means we can be very involved in two very different two audiences. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've been doing that. New Yorkers are very different. So, yes, but I think with caution to make sure it's. It's right, and I think that comes back to it being we don't want this to be seen as kind of a tokenistic project. We want it to actually work. Well, still, yeah. you know, it, the the successes that came out of it last year, there's still things which can be owned for this year. Oh so my god, I've, yeah, I've changed so many things. Yeah, um, we offered a lot of opportunities last year, but I'm sure we can, yeah, go extra. Yeah, mm. absolutely. No, it's exciting, but I think you know we we keep it small numbers yeah. Yeah. so that we can offer that real kind of you know one-on-one yeah yeah, it's yeah. yeah yeah which again i think is the thing that a lot of university students yeah. aren't getting at the minute yeah. where pressure is on to get more and more numbers mm. I mean, into courses even if you look at like a night school format that you get the most out of it when you are in a small group of tuition mm. so yeah it's not even necessarily just about us being mindful of giving people support it's also i think the best way to provide that learning in the 12 weeks that yeah. we have and also yeah. it's quite consolidated yeah. really they've got each other you know when yeah. you're in a small group you can really work as a unit and I think one of the great things about London last year and already we're already seeing it in New York this year is like you know how like the New York guys they're out of class tonight but they're all meeting up Hmm. to have done things and talk about their projects oh, you know like yeah. which you can oh, do in a group of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which you can do in a group of 50 yeah. you know yeah. so it, it gives that real kind of team spirit as well yeah. Yeah. what has industry re- response been like to this have you had much feedback from uh, amazing yeah. like, I think well I think that's where we're lucky is we we might not have the connections to young people that we need but we do have industry yeah. connections and they've been so supportive um it completely relies on industry to like teach the program so we write a curriculum and then we bring in industry to yeah. you know feed into that um and also offer placements at the end of it yeah i think the one thing that we're pushing industry to do a little bit more this year is just be aware that when they take a paid 
intern from the shift programme, they probably won't fall into place as easily as someone who's, you know, graduated a year ago and has done the mm. placement circuit. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it's like talking about how this is a, a long-term aim and industry need to act like, you know, kind of behave in that way as well. So offer longer placements, um, allow more... It's such a single-swim industry and we just need to kind of allow a little bit more time to settle into yeah. the foreign yeah. environment. Like, a, like, you know, one, two-month, three-month placement is fine for a university graduate who's, you know, mm. more used to, used to responding to those briefs and getting their head down yeah. a little bit more yeah. on a day-to-day working environment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, shifters, whilst most of them have been perfectly fine it's just something to bear in mind yeah it's nicer to have but we've i mean we've got about 40 agencies here yeah. that we're speaking to about supporting the program this Sounds year which is you know the support's incredible the support yeah. in new york has been oh, insane amazing. as well the yeah. support is there it's yeah amazing but also from non-industry um brands like spotify squarespace that have really yeah. got behind the program i think mm-hmm. as as you said at the beginning this is such a big issue across many different mm-hmm. um industries that people want to get involved and make sure creativity is yeah. continuing to be as diverse as possible. Yeah. I, ho- I hope so because also I think there's a really big thing here when I talk to Creative Review today about the cost they're starting soon which is quite different to this mm-hmm. but all the same it's, it's An interesting to see these things starting to pop up and I asked them and I'll ask you guys the same question is, is there an aspect of this you know, tuition fees. Now people are saying now that student, that big student loan can be as bad as if not worse than the mortgage. That's something I read last mm. week. These are horrible things and realities that face in the top. Certainly myself, from like a working class background, mm. I worry that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to go to uni had I been yeah. the age that I was yeah, there yeah. now. And my point being that as this stuff progresses, you know, the industry needs to remain mindful that we don't need to see talent drying up off the back of that. Yeah. And actually, also. Uh, to further that, you, I've had a lot of kind of legends in the industry talking about the lack of risk in, 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 yeah. in the creative industry today. And you mentioned there about people slipping right into placements. And yeah. I don't know if that's such a good thing. I Personally, if I was one of those creative directors, I think I'd rather have someone coming from like a shift program who's hopefully going to disrupt things in a good way, yeah. going to ask questions and going to actually kind of go, well, why are we not doing this? Yeah. What have you thought about this? I would love to work with someone like that and then kind of let them bring their ideas. Yeah. Is that... How do you feel about that? I think, I think a lot, I think the ch- so many of the amazing agencies we work with say that, and I think the practice of that, <laughs> when you've got 10 briefs on your desk and deadlines, you kind of need someone, Yeah. you know, I think, I think there's so much goodwill mm. and good intention, and we do see that followed through a lot, but I think also the practice of it is that you're always going to need university graduates as well yeah. if people and I, have a different I still think there's a, a you know I'm a uni grad I, I can't knock it I think there's definitely a place for university oh, yeah, education me, me and, yeah and I think you know just the, the time you get to you know kind of develop your craft and yada 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 all that spark that I'm sure everyone listening knows um, but I think it's what we're trying to do with shift is just to make sure that people aren't alienated from the industry just because that's not yes an, an option for them so I I you know I think the thing you were saying about you know creative directors wanting disruptors I think a lot of them do and I think 
just some of them don't quite know what that means day to day. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, yeah, the, like, of reality course. of that. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, you know, they don't need uh, whoever, some giant global client coming down with a fat brief and all of a sudden you've got someone going, no, I think that's fucking boring. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like this brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, there's, a, there's different levels of disruption, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do, I'm always a big believer of different thinking and I always say to people who've come from a different background or maybe started their career later, yeah. you know, I always say you've got an advantage, use it, like you've, you are going to come with a whole different way of thinking and yeah. seeing this different, which yeah. is only great in our industry. Well, I think you touched on something there actually about kind of, you know, people who've come to their careers later, so last year when we did Shift we had we put an upper age cap on it, so it was about 18 to 26 year olds, but this year we've taken that upper age cap off because actually we kind of realised... Mm. There's why no, should this be no limit just for young people yeah. Yeah. While, yeah. while the majority of the people we get applying are in their 20s actually you know we get a lot of people who contact us saying like you know I've been working in whatever job for you I mean this one guy I applied last year he's like I've just watched what women want and I've just learned what advertising is and I want it <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like I love that film when it came out I worked at Blockbuster I used to get I'm not going to lie I took it out twice <laughs> But yeah, you know, just. That <laughs> is a proper confession. You're going to cut that out? Yeah. Absolutely not. No, I, I punish myself by leaving these things in just to remind myself what I'm Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, probably not the best example of what advertising is like. But, you know, it's. it's it, but that's how people. What a great way of seeing yeah. that world, though. But I, can't, I kind of unfortunately think that a lot of, a lot of people that we're trying to reach. Haven't seen that film. Well, no, I just learned about advertising. <laughs> think advertising is like yeah. Mad Men because that's yeah. the current yes. touch point, yeah. which is exactly which is all the things that we're trying to get away from. And yeah. you know, advertising is such an unattractive industry, yeah. unfortunately, to so many young people. Yeah. To it's like a dirty word. Mm. Um, well, you can't see yourself in that, can you? So why no. would you ever think that there was an opportunity exactly. for you in a boardroom full of old white men? Yeah. Um, and I think as well, you know, that one of the challenges we have is that. You know, even like everyone on the course, you know, bar a couple of them, didn't realise that the content that they were sharing and were seeing kind of fell into this this industry. I think you know when we asked at the beginning what is advertising, everyone still says you know it's the bus stop and it's the TV adverts, yeah. and there's no awareness for being this whole other exciting innovative yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so I think you know we're trying our hardest to re-educate around that but that needs to also start much mm. earlier as well you know I think education at younger ages needs to change yeah completely it's a whole other it needs to yeah <laughs> I've had, had so many rants on this show yeah. about <laughs> I, um, I had Sir John not Sir he's not Sir so got Sarah in there from I had John Neggett on the show the other week and I'm like, putting Sarah in front of everyone now um, John Newbegin who's uh, head of Creative England Mm. on the show specifically about that so he wrote a great response in okay. the Guardian to Nicky Morgan removing that from the e-back yeah. um, about how preposterous that is in today's sort of digital world and why creativity yeah. is the currency and yet in education we go but that's again but that think, is a whole I think the problem is though even when art is in the curriculum it's just art yeah. it's just yes. copying famous artists work yeah. it's not no one can like you say at the beginning it's like a hobby subject no yeah. one can relate to that as a career so We've been doing a little bit of work with the Ideas Foundation, who work primarily with kind of 11 to 19 year olds, and we piloted a, um, a free uh, kind of 
professional development day for teachers, for like art and English and media studies teachers, just bringing them up to speed on what's going on in this industry and mm. telling them about the roles. So hopefully they can then disseminate that to their students. So that's something we're hoping to do more of. That'd be wonderful <laughs> because they're so good. You know, I mean, at that age, does anyone know what anything yeah. is in the industry? Yeah. Probably not. Well, and it's not, you know, it's not the fault of the teachers. Most, you know, of course not. Most teachers study art at university yeah. and then go straight to doing yeah. teaching qualifications. Mm-hmm. They've actually, I was talking to a, um, had a meeting with a college that's in Tower Hamlets recently, and the head of uh, the kind of creative department there said she managed to get funding, I think from J.P. Morgan, weirdly, so from a like, financial institution that she could get cover staff in so that she could send all of her teaching staff on work placements into agencies, which I just thought was the best yeah. idea. Like, why do you want to get, like, 200 students into work placements when you can send your 10 staff and they will straight away understand, have a clear and see the people yeah, that exactly. they're teaching yeah. the skills that match up with those jobs yeah. that they've seen. Yeah. So, there's again, there's, like, some, yeah. like, some cool stuff happening, but few and far between. Yeah, there is. It's, it's precious little glimmers. But yeah. I mean, you know, do you feel passionately as uh, about that and about the the idea that you might have an impact on that? And, and, and let's say ten years down the line, if things do not to be cheesy, but shift, you know, it's like, do you is that is that a real is that a driver for you guys running this? I think me pers- like personally, very much. In my last job, I worked with secondary schools to raise awareness of creative education so it's something that I'm very interested in and it's something that DND, you know definitely wants to do and we're, we're kind of tr- I think it's one of those things where we don't want to rush into doing something and do it wrong so we also mm-hmm. piloted doing project working directly with young people kind of you know when I say young people like 14 to 18 year olds but we quickly realised that you know we're a global organisation. We can't just work with the school in Hackney. It's on our doorstep. You know, we need to reach wider than that. So we're we're really thinking about what we can do that will make a genuine, useful difference, rather than just kind of going in all blunt, like you know, waving our hands in the air and yeah. shouting about advertising. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, it's it's definitely something we want. That you know, personally as well, I'd love to be able to say that. Yeah. That's one great endearing thing, actually. Just I mean, so I've only really got in with DNA in the last couple of years doing things through the show, and it's a huge buzz every time I've come to the awards or the festival, and just to see the passion in people who are running it, yourself included. It's it's like it's just something about that that's really endearing, man. And, and, and I just get the sense that you know we're sat here surrounded by sort of pencils and all this stuff, and it's <laughs> brilliant. Like I turned up this morning. <laughs> Photographing all the work in the reception, you yeah. know, going down there, talking to students afterwards, and just being given the space to do a, a very quick talk, which is what happened this morning, and then talking to students afterwards. And you know, one, I was talking to one last about a distinct lack of confidence, showed me your Instagram, and it blew me away. And yeah. I've already gone, You're coming on the podcast, <laughs> like, you don't need to change your confidence. She had this really angsty kind of way of presenting it which was so Amazing. strong and I was going do not change your thing please <laughs> keep that up that's who you are that's how you feel and when you see the light going in someone's eyes for something yeah. it's so empowering and I just seem to get that from all the people at DNA D which is I think that's you know I think because we're a charity and I think you don't work for a charity for all sorts of reasons unless you yeah give a shit about what it is that you do and mm-hmm. I think we're lucky that DMAD has a very clear 
vision and it's kind of you know everything yeah. we do comes back to that and I guess you know I, my, just, yeah. Yeah. I think we have a strong belief that we can actually make a difference yeah well. yeah and I just, you know, my favourite bit of my job is when, like, yeah, you can get bogged down and you spend four days sitting at your desk getting across with, yeah. you know, internal politics and emails and stuff. Yeah. But then you go and do a talk at a school, which I do quite a lot. Yeah. You go to a shift night. Yeah, go to a shift night or, like, get an email yeah. from someone you spoke to saying yeah. that they've got a job. You know, and it's just, of course, that's what you do it for. And it, like, really reminds yeah. you that yeah. you can't, even if we're... But the beauty of shift, you know, in 10 years' time, how many cities, how many iterations in those cities will we have seen? As you said at the beginning, like, these people will hopefully be in a position to start making that change. So that's, Mm. yeah, that's the hope. It's exciting times. It is. So where can people sort of find out more and reach out to shift? Well, (laughs) (laughs) if you visit www.dandad.org slash shift LDN for London, um, there's all the information about this year's programmes, the kind of timetable. You can apply until midday on the 28th of July. Um, and we're also looking for industry to get involved. So you can email shift at dandad.org um, if you want to get involved in teaching or mentoring or, you know, just giving us any advice or feedback. With, you know, it's we're putting us in touch with other people yeah. who are doing similar things. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about shift as well, connecting with other great organisations that are trying to... Yeah, change things up um, yeah. and making sure we support each other in those missions. Fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so just after the chat with Hilary and Steph, uh, I was kindly given access to a few of the alumni from last year's Shift programme who were up on the rooftop at DNAD shooting a few films, telling their story, talking about their background and how they found the whole thing. So I wanted to go and piggyback truth to form on the back of that and find out from Leanne, Sophie and Jake about how they found the whole thing, how it came to be and where they are now. I'm Sophie McGovern. I'm now a copywriter, but I wasn't for a long time. For a long time, I just kind of... um, drifted and floated around I got my mom's favorite question is like if you could give a TED talk to on anything what would it be and like I've always said mine would be on like mistakes I'm really really good at making mistakes <laughs> but all those mistakes kind of landed me here so yeah now I'm a copywriter yeah um and I came across shift by mistake um one of the guys that I worked with studied advertising in university and um obviously followed them on Instagram and he was like this is something you should do I was like you're crazy. Like, I've never written anything that's not in a diary. I don't know what Photoshop is. I used to, like, take pictures on my phone and paint, and all this crap was just something that I did in a hobby. I didn't really think it could be a career. Um, So I applied to Shift with photos that I took on my iPhone, and um, here we are. Now I write words, (laughs) which is great. And how did you, did you have many preconceptions going into Shift, or was it kind of a case of, I'm just going to give this a go? I'm going to give it a go. I um, So I studied politics in university um, and dropped out just because I wasn't passionate about it. And there's nothing more disheartening than being in a room of people who are so, so passionate about what they do and not kind of feeling that way. Mm. So I dropped out of university and then kind of found myself in retail. And I hated it. I hated it. So when I got accepted onto shift I really just saw it as a lifeline I was like I have to give this everything that I have I have to listen to everything that these people tell me we're gonna have we had such amazing teachers and 
I just had to, every single moment that I was on it, I had to get the most out of it because yeah. that was my ticket out of this life that I was so disenchanted with. And, yeah. um, yeah, I'm really glad you know, that happened You hit on two things there. I think one was the classic thing of you need to go through the shit to kind of get that fire under you. I've been there myself in jobs that yeah. I wouldn't say I hate them, but the idea of doing them for any longer than, you know, that day was kind of, I have to do something yeah. with this. So did you get a sense of that, but also what you kind of alluded to there with... Um, this is a, a lifeline. This isn't, you know, mum and dad sending me to university or college, yeah. but this is a chance now to change yeah. things. I think always, I was always creative, um, but I was raised in a family that put maths tests on the fridge, not art projects. So I was taught that to succeed in this life, you have to go to university, you have to get good grades, and then you get a good job. Yeah. So I didn't think that I could make any income from anything creative. Creativity was something that I did after 6 p.m. when my homework was done and the door was closed. That's when I would paint, that's when I would take photos. It was me time. Um, so that's kind of what took me through university and what plopped me in retail because I was making really great money. Um, and when I say lifeline, Shift just showed me that actually you can be creative and you can make a living and you can love what you do yeah. and you can create every day and that's enough. Um, yeah. And I was, that's what I mean. Like, I think I could have, retail's fun. I like business. I like making money. Um, but lifeline in the sense that it was really like, oh my God, this is out here. I could be a part of it. I could do what I love to do for yeah. a living. So, it, well, it, it seems like a really obvious question, but you need to advocate shift to other people. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think when you, I can't speak for everyone, because shift is tons of different people, and there's people who grew up, like, and they had to be creative all the time, because that's who they are. Yeah. For me, like I said, it was really a closet creativity, and I think... For me, I just didn't think that I was worthy enough. I remember being in the shift incubator and being like, I'm not good enough for this. And it's not that. It's just trusting yourself and yeah. having faith in what you're capable of. So yeah, 100%. Even if you think that you're not good enough for shift, try it because yeah. you either get on and you get this amazing experience or you get the experience of creating something different and that's an yeah. awesome experience anyway as well. So yeah, I'm... I can't even articulate how much my life has changed in a year. Yeah. Look back at this time last year and I'm like, what happened? It feels like a lightning bolt blew <laughs> wow. up everything. Uh, that's like I spent today, like I said, trying yeah. to figure out how to make the industry a little bit more representative. And that is a dream come true for a political science student. Um, yeah. So I can't believe it. It's amazing. I also love those stories, like you say, of coming from a whole different background too, different education you know and doing and then that total kind of transition into creative industries yeah. I think there's so much capacity for it in today's world so it's really inspiring yeah. to hear that story and kind of yeah every mistake happens for a reason even hating retail I'm so glad I got taught how to make money because yeah. that is what we do and like I'm so glad I went through hating university because well, I did pick some stuff up while I was there. It's just everything happens for a reason and you never yeah. know it until you're in hindsight. So it's an amazing psychology. Yeah, it's weird that happens. It really is. I just I, I, you know, I implore everyone to, to take that on board because the minute you start to even see your mistakes as positives in the long game, you, you're starting to win. You know, That's when you see opportunities that were maybe already always there, but yeah. it's that psychological transformation. Yeah. Yeah, so well, congratulations. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm Jake. I work at Design Bridge now as a designer. Um, 
they've made like a new or not a new role they've they've put me in a role that they don't normally give out okay I think because I've got an unusual um, kind of route in so instead of being like with with uh, design bridge I think usually the juniors are given to a specific team whereas I'm up for grabs for the whole studio okay um, and I'm not sure if that's because my background is like illustration so I can be used for stuff that some of their guys can't be but I know they said because of because of shift they wanted to do it a bit differently yeah well so what is your background and how did you sort of come across shift and uh... well I started doing illustration at an art school that kind of art school system didn't really work for me so I left I think there was loads of factors in, in me leaving like I think I probably picked the wrong course mm. although I can illustrate I, I don't know if that's it wasn't really fulfilling so when I left I started freelancing I was doing a few part-time jobs here and there mm. um, I, f I did fall into design and I thought that there was something way more interesting there for me mm. So I was I started trying to apply for jobs and stuff, but no one would take me because I didn't have a degree or agency experience. So I saw Shift on Twitter, yeah, and applied, and I didn't really know what what I was getting myself in for. I didn't I didn't know what it was going to be or if it would help me. I thought oh, I might as well give it a go. Yeah, did it strike you as something that might kind of give you a, a different direction? Or? I, I think it. it I thought it would help me get my foot in the door because I know like DNAD is quite it's a name mm. and the fact that it was for non-graduates so it was doing the exact thing that I needed. How, how was the experience of actually doing it? Did you find the, the sort of team invigorating? Did you find they had a good sense of, of getting you prepared for industry? Yeah so they gave us a few briefs while we were like over the 12 weeks and uh, I think they helped a lot because I think a lot of the stuff that was in my portfolio before was well executed or the idea was good and mm. then because of the briefs and the amount of time and the kind of coaching that we had hit a little bit on them I was able to combine, combine some of the stuff mm. so they were good ideas I don't know if that, that makes me sound like a dick and I managed to get them to a point where they you could definitely see where they could go. I think, but I think that's the same with, with a lot of people. I mean, I, for one, left uni with a portfolio from an illustration degree, but didn't the style didn't represent me. I didn't feel like yeah. I really connected. But as you hit upon there, I felt like I got the sensibilities of it, the ideas, and I, I liked something about the creative thinking and the concept. And the, it took me a couple of years to even start to put a style together, really. Yeah. But I felt like, you know, like what you said there, they, I knew there was something that, that could be developed, which is... Important, yeah. really. Do you feel now? I mean, how did how did the role come about then, off the back of shift? Uh, so, we did a show just down the road for people in the industry. So, loads of agencies came in to see our work, and Designbridge was one of the people that asked me to come come in. So I went down and spoke to Graham, who's the chief creative officer over there. Mm. He came down. He saw the work. He really liked it. I think and invited me down, so I went down and had a talk with them. was on a placement for a couple of months, and then they offered me a job. Very cool. Yeah. So, 
they, they had me on loads of really short jobs, like a couple of days maybe. And it was a little bit frustrating because I wanted to put my ideas in. Mm. I, like I know that I, I have to kind of go up, up the ladder, like yeah. I have to start at the bottom. But it was frustrating because I, I really wanted to do, just wanted to make stuff. And I was at Turner Duckworth just before. And I did that, and I, I guess it was because I was only there for a month, so they were like, let's get him to do stuff quickly because we've not got much time to waste. Okay, so yeah. So I think they, they did just ease me in at Design Bridge. But there's a vibe that you get with the people there, and I guess the ethos of the company, the way they've built it up, it's, it's how I want it to, like, it's perfect for me. Yeah. But it's just that the work bit was a bit frustrating and but it, it did slowly start to pick up and yeah. then a couple of weeks ago they got me on some stuff that was really exciting almost my dream brief nice that's very cool so you feel really quite engaged now and excited yeah. about where, it's, yeah, yeah. where things are going yeah so I, w- I was engaged like with the company before but just the work was a little bit tough for me yeah well it shows that you've got ambition and you want to be yeah. a big part of that you know even what you were saying about having the ideas in your work you when you know you kind of got that you want the chance to you know do it prove it and it sounds like it goes without saying that you would recommend shift to other people yeah definitely because I, I don't know how we got here otherwise because mm. I was trying you know like when, when I've said like oh Hillary you helped me a lot or whatever Paul Wade you guys helped me like, oh, you, you worked hard. Like, I've always worked hard. But no one really took any notice before. And I, mm. I needed that platform. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I think it might take 10 years, it might take 20 years, I don't know. But soon, I, I hope that people will pay more attention to sort of raw creativity and not necessarily go, everyone's got to have this degree in it. Because, no, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> not yeah. to sound controversial, but it's like, it, okay, it does matter. I mean, I, I came up with a degree myself, but... Not everyone does, and not everyone should. I think I think it's really important that these kind of industry link-ups can still happen for those that want to go a different route. Because, as you'll know, it's an industry full of, of personalities. It yeah. has to be to be. That's why it's so great. So you have to look after all of those personalities, and not everyone can go through that conventional path. So, yeah, you know, I think yours is a case in point that there's, there needs to be alternatives. Well, I think the point of it is to get the the industry to be as diverse as possible and I'm like I know from all of us we, we're gonna have shortcomings but we bring other stuff to the table that the guys that have been to uni and done stuff yeah don't bring yeah. Uh, we were talking the other day about some of the stuff I've done in the past and one of the girls was like you're definitely older than you say you are because you because <laughs> you've done so much but it's because I didn't go to uni I, yeah. I had time to do that those other things yeah and I think those things will serve you well I always say that to people yeah you know I think um, taking a different road can really bring its own merits and like you say we all have shortcomings um, I was only chatting to Hillary earlier and she was saying often that you'll find now with graduates they're quite subservient and they've almost been overcoached to the point where they, they don't always bring their own ideas like we were talking about there you know and I think so I think you know it can be a disadvantage also coming from a, a course so I just think you know I just think it's really exciting to see things like this happening now and I hope that more of it does I would love to see a shift get rolled out you know to other cities in the UK and I know they've started it in New York so that's got to be interesting too yeah <laughs> I hope it does yeah me I, too. I know there's people that are like me that that work hard as well just everyone's trying to find their voice hey I'm Leanne Blossom and 
Um, my story is a bit of a fluky one because um, I didn't really know much about the advertising industry. I trained in musical theatre for three years, dabbled in that, and then I studied to be a yoga teacher and was doing a bit of yoga teacher training and uh, yoga teaching, and I realised... Um, I was like, there's got to be... Because obviously I was, missed that, I was missing that creative work yeah. and being part of, sort of a team. And I thought, there's got to be a job out there. You don't have to go to uni or whatever because I, I didn't have the funds to go and study again. And so I googled creative courses for young people and that's how I found about, out about Shift. That's really interesting because I, I was sort of aware of it until I met Hillary last week at the, yeah. you know, the New Blood. When she told me, I was like, oh my God, I've got to cover that because I'm, I'm really kind of... I'm just a bit concerned about the whole the, the, the tuition fees and the fact that not, uni's not for everyone, whether that's your background or whether that's yeah. your personality. There's got to be alternatives and I don't like the idea that everyone's kind of, you know, got to have a degree. Yeah. You know? So I think... So how did you find it? I mean, did it... What made you want to go for the programme? Was it when you first found it? Um... Yeah, we had a day, it was an introduction day where I think we had the day before our work was exhibited and um, that got me really excited. Um, them talking about the industry and work work that was good work and what needed changing. And did you leave Shift kind of feeling, did it did it work? I mean, what, what was the, what, how did you feel coming away from it? Did you feel like it was a really worthwhile thing oh yeah like every, every week we have we have people coming in we had speakers we had workshops i'm just like well, the whole time i can believe it was all for free it was yeah it was incredible um met you know we have made contacts while doing the course and the people on the course also became friends and contacts and yeah we all had different skills to bring to the table so that was really beneficial as well learning from people yeah of course. did you all feel quite worthwhile in that respect in, the, in, the, in that you were coming from a, a different background and you were all in the same boat yeah yeah it was a really good um atmosphere between the group people were willing to help each other out and yeah um, yeah and what about now where do we find you now then now I'm at Havas London. Yeah. Which is, yeah, they keep winning pitches, so I've come at a good time. Yeah. And yeah. what about your role? So did you did you how did that come about? Was it a link up through shift that yeah. got you there? Um, our, we had the exhibition. People came to view the work, and um, I was offered a placement from a conversation I had at the exhibition. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And did it sort of take you by surprise at first, or, or how did you feel about that? Um, yeah. Yeah, it did take me by surprise because I had my placement, which was four months, which is, again, a good time amount of time for a placement. You know, sometimes they're about a month. So I had a four-month placement and then I was offered a job off the back of that. So it all changed very quickly. Yeah, you yeah. settled in all right? You're loving it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just done... I did a radio ad with... Um, I had a creative director sort of guiding me through it and now the second one I'm sort of leading myself. So Nice. So, yeah, getting I, to write scripts. I hope that this is sort of I hope that this is really um, to see this happening like a company like Havas and the size of that linking up with an initiative like this that is quite new and quite fresh I really hope this is something that makes people think now other organisations and I just hope this catches on or kind of evolves and becomes bigger yeah. because it just sounds so such a good viable and important alternative you know I think it will I think that as well DNAD is doing lots of work with them their ambassadors and you, who have a big following on social media and that just gets those different people and targets different yeah. people who might not have heard of it and otherwise yeah it's very cool and then so what's the sort of what's your role have us um i'm a copywriter so it is um main writing scripts or copy for print 
yeah. Yeah, love it. It's such a, it's such a kind of, it's such a mad journey, isn't it? Like, I bet yeah. you wouldn't have ever imagined pre-finding this. No, not at all. Because I used to be in that at the front and just sort of be doing what the people are told me, and now to be that person who is telling people what's directing people, yeah. it's, it's mad. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, congrats. It's Thank really, you. Uh, really inspiring stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it was a quick, quick change. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks okay. for your time. Thank you. So what did you think? Uh, I hope you found that as interesting as I did. I'm very keen to see it rolled out. Um, props to the guys for rolling it out in New York. Uh, I'm keen to see things develop and things to be taken up north, to the Midlands, to Wales, to Ireland. I'd love to see, like I said before, I'd love to see some stiff competition for the higher education system because God knows it needs it. It's been left to do what it wants for far too long. The government have um, shafted it somewhat with the tuition fees and the bureaucracy and personally I think things need stripping back there's something beautiful about art college where everyone's adults and everyone's given the freedom to do their thing and express themselves and given great mentors and tutors who are there when they're needed to help them along and I just think you know we do need change so shift hopefully represents if nothing else a fantastic idea that's that's given those people and those students that you heard from just there um a new path and a new beginning and, and an opportunity because difference is everything. And if people are coming in with a whole different psychology and a different set of rules, that can only be a good thing because the people who've been through university can hopefully learn from their kind of re- renegade uh, maverick tendencies that you get when you haven't had things coached out of you. And on the flip side, the hope is that the people from the shift program and more unconventional backgrounds can pick up from the people who've been through university. And as we know, um, socialising and collaboration does help sharing skills and sharing mindsets and opinions and the way you do things and the way you create. So, cool stuff, right? Please, get us your th- give me your thoughts, as ever, at Arrests on the Mix on the Twitter. So if you want to apply for Shift, the deadline is right upon us. It's the 21st of July, so get those applications in. Or more importantly, even, if you know someone who you really think could benefit from the things we've talked about today with Leanne, Jake, Sophie, Hillary, and Steph... Uh, then do let them know, get them involved. You never know, it could be a life-changing thing like it has been for these guys and something we we really have a dire need for in our industry right now. So spread the word, 21st of July. Like I mentioned before, anyone who's got any alternative ideas for podcast platforms, given that SoundCloud's in dire straits, it might need to migrate very soon. So I hope you guys will be following me onto whatever new platform I take a rest on the mix onto, if that's the case. Um, cheers. Thanks as ever for listening in. We've got Rebecca Hendon coming up from BuzzFeed um, very soon on the show. We've got Bruce Duckworth, one half of ad agency Turner and Duckworth, who is also DNAD president. He's going to be talking about um, the need for you know awards and degree shows and uh, and all that good stuff coming up soon. We've got Marion Deschars, illustrator, coming up, who's fantastic, lovely lady, so talented, uh, heavyweight in the industry. So she's going to be coming on too. All going on. Cheers for checking in, guys. Go on, please do subscribe on iTunes. Drop me a little review if you get a chance. Uh, it will be very much appreciated. Always helps the show. Um, and stay creative yeah we'll speak to you very very soon nice one guys